one pulls up like we do. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this crew. Welcome to the show, let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us, it's not to get rough. Turn the whole room up, it's never enough. Let's go, 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 let's go. SA Breakfast, Jared Walsh for the first time with Bryce Gibbs, who is a, a veteran now, has been here for a very long time. One show down, mate. How are you feeling? Oh, I was very happy with it, to be honest. Great to have you on board this year with the SEN family, Jared. And I reckon uh, first show was uh, was a big tick. Let's quickly break down some walls here because what we like to do with the, the podcast is give the listeners an exclusive insight as to what happens uh, behind the scenes. First of all, we got stuck behind a uh, big rubbish truck trying to get into the car park this morning um, in the city, which was a really bad start because we needed to get in early. So I think one of the things about waking up early, I don't know about you, but when you travel or when you know that you have to be awake by a certain time or until you get into a routine, um, you wake up every 15 minutes checking your clock or falling asleep with your phone. Certainly a bit of a shock to the system, isn't mm. it? And uh, I'm still getting used to it. I've been doing this for a little bit now and I uh, still haven't quite nailed it. But you're right. You, There's one thing you don't want to do mm. and that's miss your alarm. Absolutely. So we made it in here. Then uh, we realized at one minute past six that we needed to speak in about 15 seconds. And I had the wrong fader, which is like our big level thing on the, the desk. So we missed the intro to the show, which is my fault. And uh, we eventually got it done. Um, and we had some good guests. We spoke to Craig Goodwin from Adelaide United, the captain, who um, is, he's a class act, isn't he? Certainly is, and one of your favourites mm. as well. You were very excited to start the year off with him being our first guest. And, yeah, he gave us a, a bit of insights on, uh, on the Reds and uh, their disappointing loss or their disappointing draw to uh, their rivals in uh, the victory. It felt like weekend. a loss, I'll it tell did, you that, because yeah. we should have smashed them. Because victory uh, on the ladder on, or on the bottom. Some um, a team that's not on the bottom of the ladder is the SA Scorpions. Emma Dubrow, we had a chat to her who's had an outstanding season. And then Dave McKenzie from the Tour Down Under, which is a brilliant part of South Australian history and it's the first non-COVID-affected um, Tour Down Under over the past few years. So it's the international circuits back, which is awesome because we forget all this stuff was taken away from us. Yeah, it certainly was. It's, uh, it's great to have the Tour back. It brings a lot of energy to the state and everyone's out and about. Uh, obviously watching the tour, but you can see all the cyclists riding their bike mm. and, and taking up most of the roads uh, over the next couple of weeks. So it's uh, certainly great to have the tour back. Podcasting is a little bit different because uh, we give you exclusive insights. So if you are part of our podcast family, please make sure you still send us texts to the show or on social media. We can give you shout outs and things like that. If you want to promote your local sports club, do that. This is what podcasting is all about. So enjoy what you're going to listen to. Don't forget we're on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 6am to 8.30 um, on 1629 or you can listen via the app. Do it digitally any way you like. Walk past the uh, studio and give us a wave as well. You've got to head off. Where are you going, Bryce? What's happening? Uh, my son Charlie has a, uh, a basketball camp mm. starting in about 20 minutes. So, okay, you better uh, get there. I better get off. All right, enjoy the podcast. We will catch you tomorrow on SENSA.
morning to you. Uh, what a fantastic start to SENSA Breakfast. Jared Walsh here with Bryce Gibbs. There's there's chaos in the studio, which is exactly how I like to start. Gibbsy, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Walshy. And uh, first of all, welcome. Welcome to the SEN family. Thank you, Very mate. Very excited to have you on board this year. It, can we... Look, I'm, I'm a really honest person, and I think it's important that we uh, share what's going on with the listeners. We, we had a look at the clock because we were just working out what's going on in the studio. It's a new studio. It's a new vibe, a beautiful studio. We've had a look and gone, hey, should we be on air right now? And then we had about 15 seconds to go, yeah, we, we probably should start the radio show right now. So here we are. Here we are, all right. We were just chatting <laughs> away, as uh, as you do, on uh, on this lovely Tuesday morning, and... Yeah, just catching up, mate. It's uh, it's good to see you again. It, it has been a while. Um, over the next couple of weeks, we are going to, uh, I guess, let everybody know how we know one another because we first met in a really bizarre circumstance at schoolies at Victor Harbour where um, you were a schoolie and I was a toolie, but I was <laughs> working and it was literally just as you were drafted. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> From, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, I might have had a few uh, vodka cruisers by that stage too <laughs> as well. Uh, I'd just been uh, drafted and time was, uh, oh, life was pretty good at that stage. Yeah. and uh, lie. Well, that's the thing. And I look back and we, we're sitting in the, the studio now and you, there's a big photo of myself and Mark Bickley who joins us in February and I, I had hair back then. So it's <laughs> going to be a running theme of, I guess, the, the banter that's provided. Um, but it is great to be here. Um, I've, I haven't been involved in radio in a, a couple of years and I've really missed certain aspects. But uh, like I, I said, it's a, a dream job to actually talk about sport. Um, for a job, which is something I'm passionate about. South Australian sport especially. Um, and the men's and the women's competitions uh, are brilliant at the moment and some is really busy. And I feel like everything's kind of back to normal right now, um, almost pre-COVID vibes. Fans are going to sport. Um, we don't have to isolate as much, so it kind of feels a bit more normal. Oh, the normality certainly back, isn't it? Uh, and it's great to see. And, geez, you, you, you are the man of the people, though. Yeah, I'm busy. You, you are everywhere. I'm busy. You are, um, you are invested in uh, South Australian <laughs> sport. There's no doubt about that. It's not going to last forever, so I'm making the most of it and ultimately to to go to sport and immerse myself amongst the, the communities. And that's the thing that I love. Like, I, I feel that um, as much as AFL runs the city, there are so many incredible sports that um, we immerse ourselves in and the communities as well. We speak of um, Adelaide United and we're, we're really lucky to be speaking to Craig Goodwin at 7.30 this morning from Adelaide United who scored on the weekend against Melbourne Victory. He's a socceroo. Um, the Adelaide 36ers, we're going to be chatting with Antonius Cleveland at 8 o'clock. They need to win every game if they want to make playoffs. But also on the women's side of things as well, Adelaide United have had a, a bumpy start to the season. The Adelaide Lightning are playing really well. So there's there's passionate supporters and fans from every team, and we are going to cover that, not just over the next couple of weeks, but continually. And this is what this, this is what SEN does best. And not just talk about footy, we talk about all sports. Yeah, exactly. We've got the tour on at the moment, which you're following pretty closely as well. So uh, we'll follow that uh, every day this week and, and keeping you up to date with uh, with what's happening in that space. And um, are, you, are you a rider? No. Do you jump I've, on the bike like uh, everyone seems to do once the tour kicks off here in Adelaide? I'm one of those people that uh, was inspired by the tour and I purchased a bike a few years ago and the Lycra and the cleats. But Full set up. Yeah, but I, I only rode for about 15 k's and then I couldn't walk for a week. <laughs> what about yourself? Nah, I could uh, I could never get into it. We we used to do a little bit over the over the journey in terms of uh, some cross training, uh, 
and and things like that. But uh, no, I couldn't ever really get into it either. But um, you either love it or you you don't. I think. Yeah, but, there's uh, a couple of ways you can get involved in the show. Obviously, you can send us a text zero four two seven one five four one double six, or you can call us too because we, we'd love to speak with you. So if you're awake at the moment, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Or if you are walking on King William at the moment, you can come and say hello, SENSA Studio Lumo, uh, 1 King William Street, all powered by Lumo Energy SA, energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. In your experiences, have you had people walking past it and waving and saying, oh, there's Bryce Gibbs, and this morning they can say, wow, why is Bryce Gibbs working with a malnourished Steve Monaghetti? That's a bit weird. <laughs> no, we, uh, from time to time we get the, uh, the odd person knock on the window and say good day and if you're lucky enough as well there might be a tram that uh, drives past usually on uh, every 20 minutes uh, with my face on it so there's a, that'll be a real treat for your uh, Tuesday morning as well that's brilliant so we've we've gone from talking sport to getting um, tram updates which is brilliant what did you do over the weekend I don't want to reveal too much about your personal life but going by social media you had a pretty active uh, weekend immersing yourself in South Australian sport I certainly did. Uh, I headed along to the Adelaide United game, mm-hmm. uh, which you were at as well. Uh, ga- uh, game day announcing uh, for the Reds. Uh, headed along with a, an old buddy of mine. Um, it was a, a good time. And uh, I saw, apart from the result, obviously. Yeah, the result was disappointing. We, we can speak to Goody about that. Um, the the A League's interesting at the moment because uh, Melbourne Victory is sitting bottom of the ladder, and they've had a they've had a horrific. Um, probably six months. Um, some of it is, is driven by supporters, the rest out of their control. Nani's obviously injured with an ACL. Paul Izzo, their first choice keeper, um, is out with a, a broken hand as well. But ladder positions don't really suggest much this season and um, they were they were pretty good. And um, speaking to Craig Goodwin at the end of the match, um, the, the Reds were pretty disappointed, but I think um, it was a lot better than what happened at Central Coast. But they've got the challenges coming up because um, obviously Isaias is still suspended from a red card, but they've also had an accumulation of yellow cards. That means Hyundai and also um, Alex Popovich, their young defender, they'll miss the next match against MacArthur. So they've got a few selection dramas. Yeah, it certainly hurts, doesn't it? And you're right, I think they, they were disappointed with this one. Uh, it's just one that you need to bank three points, especially at home. Uh, but you're right, there's no easy games, you know, in a, in a lot of codes. There's, there's no really easy games when you're talking at this at this level. So, um, yeah, it has been a disappointing couple of weeks for our Reds, but uh, that's okay. There's, uh, there's a, another opportunity in the next couple of weeks to keep in touch with that top five, top six, and uh, keep our season uh, on track. One of the other things that you did do was send me a photo of yourself out and about, and I saw, I saw two photos. So... The first one, I saw you with Harry Nielsen from the Adelaide Strikers, who were, um, let's be honest, really disappointing against Brisbane Heat over the weekend in the stinking hot weather. But following on from that, I then see a photo of you with um, the best test batsman in the world, Marnus Labuschagne. So... What's happened here? Were you just dagging off all of these players or it was a coincidence or you were invited somewhere VIP Bryce Gibbs style? <laughs> no, I was just, uh, I was out with actually Kyle Chalmers at, uh, at the United game and he's good buddies with Chris Lynn. Yes. So Linny obviously is taking off uh, over to the UAE, I think it is, to, to play over there. So uh, he had a bit of a going away. So just jumped on the, the back of uh, Kyle's coattails and uh, head along to 
to that little shindig, uh, and that's where I ran into a couple of the uh, the Strikers boys. I like that, and uh, I've got a great um, Linny story before we um, get to a break. So. Uh, Linny, obviously a, a key signing for the Adelaide Strikers, this BBL campaign. It's it's bittersweet that we, we have him, but then we have him for a short amount of time. And um, we went to a, an Adelaide Strikers filming day at, at Karen Rolton Oval. And the purpose of that is to, to film everything that you see on the big screen at a Strikers match. And it's the first time I've met him, keeping him on the first time I've met him. But I feel... Um, it's like when you're overseas and you meet someone um, from Australia, you're immediately drawn to them. And I was drawn to Chris because um, he's bald, like myself. So you feel like you can break barriers straight away Stick and have together. a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So I, I went up to him. And I've also noticed that Linny in the past has worn a wig. And um, I didn't want to talk about that because that's something that you need to probably um, establish a relationship and then go into the sensitive areas. But I said... What do you shave your head with? Straight away. And we have a, a common interest in the same type of shaver, which is great. You won't understand. You've got beautiful hair. Um, and then the follow-up thing I said to him was, I want you to try something for me. First time I've met him, um, put body butter on your head. He's like, what do you mean? And I said, what you need to do is put body butter on your head because it moisturizes your head. And he kind of chuckled. That was it. So the following day, we had a fan day in Rundle Mall where we introduced the players to all of the fans. It was fantastic, leading into the first game. And Linny came up to me, and under his breath, he said, mate, I need some of that body butter. And I thought he was joking, but he's like, I'm serious. So the first striker's home game, and there is vision of me at the end of the match going up to Chris Lynn and secretly passing him body butter to put on his head. Yeah, right. So if you see him again, and he says the following sentence, smell my head, (laughs) it will be beautiful. What, what, what flavour? Well, at the moment, I'm rolling to? with some British Rose. Yeah, okay. And I've got it in my backpack, so I can show you when we go to the ad break. But um, it just, it will make your head smell nice. And the thing is, we see it as like hair product because obviously we don't have hair, so we can't put gel. What do you put in your hair when you, you go out? Uh, nah, just a bit of product. I exactly. Suppose. A bit of wax. Yeah. yeah. So this is our wax. No, no body butter. No, but you don't need to because you've you, got you're hair. Right. You're right. But why are you wearing a hat then? Why isn't it just nice and... Body butted up for me this morning. I don't think I've given a proper shave. And the good thing is I've had to work out now. We've got lights and we've got cameras all in here. I have to pick and choose my moment okay. because otherwise the light will um, bounce off my head. So um, you're going to get to know me really well over the next couple of weeks, Price. So thank you so Perfect. much for that. Looking, looking forward to it. <laughs> don't forget you can always get involved on the text uh, 0427 or the talkback line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We want to speak to you. Uh, plenty of guests coming up as well. We will be speaking to it down under with Dave McKenzie, as we mentioned. Craig Goodwin from Adelaide United at 7.30. Emma Dubrow from the SA Scorpions, who is a dual athlete, a premiership-winning athlete in Hockey SA. We can speak to her about that as well. And from your Adelaide 36ers, Antonius Cleveland as well. We will go to a break. It's 13 minutes past six. Good morning. Winning deals always. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Adelaide. 18 minutes past six on Tuesday, the 17th of January, 2023. Uh, everything's working now, which is brilliant. I mean, this is true to form, Bryce Gibbs, when, whenever I kind of make my way into a radio studio, something something breaks. Um, and 
I think it's it's before we get to Annie, it's important that I share with you my very first radio experience. Um, Annie's called us on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. So we'll we'll have a chat in a moment. Um, and also head to a sports update. My first radio experience. I uh, at a, a previous radio station, we had a a big station vehicle that had um a big antenna on it that looked like your kind of television network vehicles. Um, and what we do is go out and do like radio crosses. Fantastic. Lots of fun. And my first radio experience was driving out of the West Beach Surf Lifesaving Club and feeling the van jolt because I forgot to put the antenna down and it pulled down power lines. So the bosses said, first of all, it's cost the company $150,000. Second of all, we can't trust you on, uh, the streets driving the cars. Do you want to have a go talking on the radio? I'm like, yep, no problem. So that's how I got my start in radio. Big sliding doors moment <laughs> right there. Are you sure you didn't do that on purpose? Well, um, I don't know. Look, we are here in SENSA studio, Lumo uh, Energy Studio. It's powered by Lumo Energy SA, energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. So we are, we'll head to our sports update in a moment. Should we take a call, though? Yeah, let's do it. One of our favourites, Annie. We, a- lo- we love Annie. Annie, good morning. <laughs> Good morning, boys. Hello, Gibbsy. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Annie. Thank you. Um, Jared, I just wanted to ring up and say welcome to the best breakfast radio show that's ever lived. Well, Annie, I'm really glad that you are the first caller that I've spoken to because I've had heard a lot about you, only good things as well. <laughs> and um, this is um, it's, it's people like you that, that make the show and make the station as well. So you make sure you call up. Can you, t- uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Because this is our first interaction. Okay. I can tell you that I'm an absolutely mad, crazy um, Port Adelaide supporter. Good start. Yes, that's what I thought you'd say. Um, I live in the Barossa. Even better. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. Do you like a bit of red? I'll tell you, like, responsibly, um, I love a red. Um, and the Barossa is well, like my happy place. Going up to, to Newry, that's my happy place. That's exactly where I live. Oh, wow. Okay. And I currently, yeah, and I currently work at um, Henchby Mines. Oh, Gee, this is a great start. <laughs> Six a lot of boxes, doesn't it? It is, it is, it is. It is. So, um, yeah, so I'm a crazy port supporter. So, um, love all my boys, know most of them um, quite well. If ever you said to them, um, you know, spoke to Annie on the radio, I'm sure they'll actually know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, so I'm so looking forward to talking um, all things. Port Adelaide because I'm not really interested in the other mob. So um, that's pretty much where it lies about myself. Well, that is very good to know. And Annie, thanks for calling. Uh, I think speaking of what Annie just said, Bryce, we did have a text coming through saying that you're more Port Adelaide than any other ex-crow. Top-up player mates with uh, Jason Hord francis and best mates with number one ticket holder. Um, So AJ loves you. AJ from uh, Port Wollonga, is a, uh, he texts through a lot as well, so he, uh, he might be onto something there, old AJ. All right, let's get into a sports update. There's a, a fair bit going on um, around the world of sport as well, and we need to welcome Prep to the Athlete's Choice of Performance Hydration Drinks. And look, let's be honest, because we've got to know the um, the commercial team and our whole team here at SN. We were like, we are, we are so excited about trying some of these Prep drinks, and we've had a look around. Unless they've been flogged, where are they? They're not here. 
Uh, it depends if Kim Dillon and the Roach have, uh, have already been on this week because uh, I reckon that's where they might have gone. This is the thing I have been told. If I bring stuff in here, I need to take it with me because it may may accidentally go missing. So talk us through some of the sport that Adelaide's waking up to, Bryce. So we're going to start with some big bash. Uh, and an audacious ramp shot off the final ball of the game from Matt Renshaw has handed the Brisbane Heat a thrilling three-wicket victory against the Melbourne Stars at the MCG last night. Batting first, the Melbourne Stars finished with their innings at seven for 159. The Brisbane run chase was led by Renshaw, who finished with a brilliant 90 not out. And the Heat needed a boundary off the final delivery with a Renshaw on strike. He tries the up, he's played it beautifully, it's got a top spin. Is he going to get there? Oh, oh, oh. He ends up 90 not out and steers the Brisbane Heat home off the last ball of the night with the first ramp he's played all night. What a uh, an amazing finish to that game. It just had shades of uh, Michael Bevan through the 90s. Needed uh, a boundary off the last ball and, and usually uh, he'd be the man to deliver that. It was for, uh, an, for the Australians, wouldn't he? An audacious ramp shot is the the correct way to describe it on the broadcast as well. And again, it's bittersweet because Renners was playing for the Adelaide Strikers last season. Um, Brisbane Heat. It, it shows again that you just need to be on on a particular day um, to win a BBL match. And they, you had a look at the lineup for the Brisbane Heat side that took on the Strikers over the weekend, and you think of the caliber of players that were playing for them. So every every team for the first time welcomed back their international players. So obviously for the Adelaide Strikers, Trav Head and Alex Carey came back, but Usman Kawaja, Manus Labuschagne, and, and Michael Nisa as well, who's an incredible um, T20 bowler and um, batter too. They've been playing really well. The pressure's on the Strikers tonight, who are taking on the Sydney Sixers. It's a, a must-win game. Every game has turned into a must-win game. Game. It certainly is, and it's been a, a fantastic competition, hasn't it? We've seen uh, a lot of great highlights, uh, and Nisa was a, was on a hat trick again. He'd already, he's already taken a hat trick uh, in the comp uh, this this time round, so um, it's been been really thrilling to watch. Uh, I'm going to go to some NBA now, and our very own uh, Josh Giddy just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Walshy equalising his career high for points with 28 against the Brooklyn Nets, uh, although it wasn't the Aussie face-to-face we were hoping for with Ben Simmons uh, pulling out with some back soreness. But uh, our man, uh, Giddy, once again delivered a masterclass, racked up nine rebounds and nine assists to go with his 28 points for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they defeated the Kevin Durant-less Nets, 112-102. to Warren couldn't grab it. Beasley does. A little rope-a-dope. Giddy to the rim, lays it. In. you got to go up and finish. Claxton, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 4 blocks. Williams for the giddy three. He can't it. Giddy isolation with Irving. Cut. Beasley. Amazing to watch that yesterday. Um, the, the fascinating thing about um, Josh Giddy at the moment, where you can tell he's really started to love uh, the NBA life, is what he's starting to wear rocking up to matches. Now, NBA fashion is a big thing. Yesterday... Walking into the arena, Josh Giddy was wearing the pinkest puffer jacket that I've ever seen with white-rimmed sunglasses. And I remember this kid playing for the Adelaide 36ers, walking around Henley Square, didn't have as, as a bigger frame that he does now, just being really humble and, and gentle. And now he's wearing stuff like this, which I'm fine with. You do you. But uh, in all seriousness, he's he's probably 
the best second year player in the NBA at the moment. And he just he's growing and his trajectory is just going up very nicely, isn't it? He's uh, he's starting to become a lot more consistent and uh, not only scoring as we've seen with his twenty eight points yesterday, but uh, getting his teammates involved with plenty of assists as well. So, uh, and just to finish with um, Callum off the off the text line, uh, the NFL wildcard games have been amazing to watch with one more to come today. So I'm just going to run through some scores. Uh, the Bengals have knocked off the Ravens to advance. The Giants beat the Vikings. The Bills have defeated the Dolphins. And the Jaguars were 27 points down at mm. halftime and the Chargers, uh, against the Chargers. And they've come back to win by point, 30 to 31. So what uh, an amazing game that was. Uh, the 49ers take down the Seahawks. Uh, and as Callum said, the Cowboys will play Tom Brady's Buccaneers today to finish off the wildcard round. You can always send us a text 0427-154-166 um, from Brett uh, indicating that he loves the strikers. And the women won the trophy, but with the men, my goodness, what a season. We've had bowling record, batting record, but the wins. It's been it's been one of those um, heartbreaking seasons where we've been losing games we should win and then we come out of nowhere and um, win games that we probably shouldn't be in a position to. Uh, a little bit later on this week, we're going to be catching up with one of the Adelaide Strikers as well. I think we're going to be speaking to Travis Head tomorrow, which is going to be brilliant to speak to Heady. Thanks to Tyre Power, big holiday sale now on. It is 28 minutes past six. News very soon. Don't forget, Adelaide United fans, we are going to be speaking to Craig Goodwin just after 7.30 on SENSA. G, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Just after 6.30 on this Tuesday morning, the 17th of January, going for 38 degrees across Adelaide today. Good morning. Welcome to SEN Breakfast. You can always send us a text 0427 154 166 or the talk bat line 1300 736 736. Uh, a lot of guests coming up over the next couple of hours. Craig Goodwin from Adelaide United at 7.30. Uh, Emma Debro from your SA Scorpions shortly after that at 8 o'clock. Antonius Cleveland. Next, though, after the news, we are going to get an update on the Australian Open. And, of course, for all of you Premier League fans, that is certainly on the way too. Good morning. Is this Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Adelaide. It's a uh, beautiful morning. The sun is shining, which we love. It's going to get very hot, though. 38 degrees we are going for today. Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. If it's your first time listening to SENSA, welcome. Gibbsy, it's great to be here. It's been a good start to the show. Certainly has. Um, not sick of each other yet? Oh, not just yet, Jared. I've <laughs> already smelt the uh, the body butter, so we're... Uh... Can you talk people we're, we're through a... what your thoughts are of that? If you've if you've just tuned in, whether it's um, on your radio or on the app, don't worry. There's um, there's so many different ways that you can listen to SENSA Breakfast. We're talking about things that I put on my bald head to make it smell nice and feel nice. So the, the British Rose body butter. What are your initial thoughts? I, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm. It smells delicious. Yeah. See, this is the thing. People start hating it before they try it. And now you've tried it. Now you're on board. So is it a bit? Is it a bit of like you introduce? yourself with a handshake and then smell my head is it i basically go straight to smell my head just straight off the bat yeah because it rattles people but also i think the once they realize that my head smells like um british rose or guava 
Man, like he's actually a nice guy. Right. <laughs> Can we straighten up a bit and talk about some sport, please? And too, um, first of all, let's get into an Australian Open update. Um, you can see the first ever Australian Open at uh, Australian Open 2023, the newest racket sport with off the wall energy, which is um, a brilliant kind of concept which is happening at the moment. But there's a fair bit happening over in Melbourne, Gibbsy. Yeah, it certainly is, and I love this time of year because uh, everyone becomes a tennis expert yep. in two weeks. So good, isn't it? Yeah. I I went to the tennis the other night at Memorial Drive, and that's the first live tennis experience that I've had, and you become an expert because you start looking going, oh, that's an incredible forehand. I could serve that a lot quicker. They're next-level athletes, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it is uh, very exciting and, and thrilling to watch, uh, very entertaining, but our man is not going to be playing in this year's Australia Open, and we're talking about Nick Curios, who's pulled out with uh, with a knee injury. Uh, and talk about entertaining because uh, that's what he is on the on the court. Yeah, let's have a listen to all the updates regarding Nick Kyrgios. Unfortunately, we have some bad news. Nick has to pull out of the Australian Open. Obviously, extremely disappointed. You know, I, I know you guys will all, all be wondering, you know, what's going on. So my physio, Will, he's been with me throughout my career and he's been monitoring me pretty closely the last week and he's going to give you more of the details on, on what's kind of going on. And obviously, I'm just exhausted from everything and, you know, obviously pretty brutal. Um, you know, one of the most important tournaments in my career and so it hasn't been easy at all. Uh, during the last week or so Nick's experienced some, some discomfort in his knee and routine MRI just to make sure everything was okay. There, there's a, a parameniscal cyst growing in his lateral meniscus which is a result of a small tear in his lateral meniscus. It's not a significant injury in the sense that it's going to be career threatening or anything like that. It was even at that stage, it was still worth persevering to see if we could do anything to get him back on court. And to Nick's credit, he did try everything to the point even last week he was having a, a procedure called a fenestration and drainage where they use a syringe to try and drain the, the cyst, which Nick has some pretty gruesome photos of. I'm sure he'll probably share them later. Saw a gruesome photo of that on social media last night. It looked disgusting. The strange thing about... Nick Kyrgios, it was yesterday morning we were all talking about the fact he wasn't wearing a helmet while riding an e-scooter around Victoria. That was the news of the day. And then it, it turned into about 3.50 this, uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, and that news came out, which is really disappointing for Nick, obviously. It's disappointing for Tanasi Kokonakis because they can't compete in the doubles to try and get that title again. But, but also for the sport in general because he's box office. Everybody wants to watch him. Yeah, you're spot on. And whether you love, hate him or you sit somewhere in the middle there, uh, you know he will entertain you and he certainly does leave everything out on the court. So whether he's you know, hitting balls between his legs or he's, he's arguing with the ref or having a crack at someone in the crowd, uh, he gets people glued to the TVs. Uh, and especially in his home Grand Slam, he would have uh, wanted to, to have a, a big performance uh, over the next two weeks, but um, he, he's obviously would have, he's had this niggle for for a while, um, and I think he said he, he tried to get through his his training session yesterday and and just couldn't couldn't quite move. So I think he's booked in for surgery. I think they said there. So it's obviously yeah very disappointing, not only for for Nick but um, obviously tennis fans here in Australia. He is polarizing. I haven't spoken to you prior to this moment here to get your take on Nick Kyrgios because that question always comes up every summer or every Grand Slam. What do you, what do you think of him as an, an athlete and the way that he carries himself? Is he good for the sport? Bryce, your thoughts? Uh, I certainly enjoy some of the antics and, and some of the carry-on that, that he does provide. Some things he can probably go over the top a little bit and 
I sort of say to myself sometimes, just pull your head in, mate, and just mm. play tennis. But um, credit where credit's due, I think over the last couple of years, he's grown up a little bit. Uh, and some of his performances on the court have spoken for themselves, obviously making uh, the Wimbledon final and, and having a, a great couple of tournaments through that period. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, he enjoys the spotlight, I mm. think, even though some of it can be questionable and a, a little bit negative, but uh, I think he enjoys it and sometimes that brings the best out of him. I've got a theory on Nick Kyrgios. I want you to go with me on this. Um, I genuinely believe that Nick Kyrgios is a basketballer who is really, really, really good at tennis. The way If he was wearing a, an NBA jersey, as he always does when he, he warms up, he's a big Boston Celtics fan, the way that he carries himself is the way that a lot of these NBA players do or American athletes, um, and it's that's become part of the narrative of how to do that. But because he's doing it in a sport which is unfamiliar with how people do this, uh, people struggle to, to warm to him. And I feel like um, there are times with Nick Kyrgios, everybody else gets disappointed on behalf of him because he's not living up to his potential. But, but maybe if that's enough for him – that it's good enough. I don't know. I I agree with you in regards to sometimes the way that he does carry himself or argue or sometimes just bait the media who are trying to do his job. But I really feel he just wants to play basketball too. He's now a part <laughs> owner of the South East Melbourne Phoenix over in the NBL. So I think he's yeah. a baller that is just really, really good at tennis. Well, with some of his antics, he would fit well in the uh, in that American lifestyle. He and, can play too. Yeah, yeah okay. Got a good jump shot, does he? He does. Yeah, he played okay. in a celebrity game for the Sydney Kings, and the biggest gripe that people had was that he took it too seriously, like he was blocking some of the women who were playing. <laughs> so let's turn our attention to an Australian who is it, John Millman, uh, the veteran Australian, rallied two sets to one down to uh, defeat Mark Andrea Huesler, who was uh, amazing last night. It was a brilliant uh, match. Let's have a listen to the commentary. Backhand, Millman deep into the corner on the forehand, sliced back by Huesler. Millman sends him the other way. Husler can't get the return back and Millman is into the second round he worked a Husler over he looks up to the sky and he says thank you very much Thank you so much to Brett Phillips. Called that beautifully as well. Um, it's going to be amazing to see what happens with the Aussies. There's a handful of Australians left, and we'll keep you up to date over, obviously, the two weeks of the Australian Open. And you can see the first ever Australian paddle open uh, to the Australian Open 2023, the newest racket sport with off-the-wall energy, Bryce. And if you're keen on playing some tennis after watching it, hire a tennis court at play.tennis.com.au. Tennis court hire, no membership, no worries. Talk Jared. us through the Premier League. There's action at the moment we heard in the news update, but it's a very important time after the World Cup break where results have been uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, it certainly has. It is starting to heat up a little bit and some uh, mixed results over the weekend. The uh, Manchester derby was on and Manchester United have taken uh, bragging rights in the city of Manchester, beating Manchester City 2-1. to one. So they're actually hitting some good form. The Red Devils, uh, disappointing for Liverpool, get outplayed by Brighton. They lose 3-0 to them. Uh, Chelsea scored a 1-0 victory over Crystal Palace and the North London derby, Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal. Arsenal are flying this year. They're sitting top of the Premier League. They win 2-0 and they look very, very good this year. Yeah, uh, interesting end to that match as well, obviously, with um, a fan trying to attack um, Aaron Ramsdale from Arsenal uh, after 
celebrating pretty much in front of the fans. And we've seen what's happened over the past few weeks here in Australia. It's pretty unacceptable. It's not something we're familiar with in, in seeing in world football. No, it's not. Uh, and you, yeah, you certainly don't like seeing those scenes at all. Um, but it's a different breed over there. They're crazy. Yeah, it's, they're crazy for it. I actually did they're crazy exp- here for it, but they're crazy there for it. I, over the next few weeks, I'm working with you. I can uh, bring you, I guess, some light onto the experiences over in um, Doha at the World Cup to see how much uh, football is a religion to to so many, and to see the the passion as well. Well, look, we do we've got to go to a break. Um, thank you very much to Optus Sport. Don't miss a second of Premier League action only on Optus Sport. We are here at the moment in SASA's studio, Lumo. So uh, you can always give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We will take some of your calls really soon. You can send us a text as well zero four two seven one five four one double six. Good morning, SENSA Breakfast. Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Adelaide. 6.53. We are approaching 7 o'clock. Um, our first show together, Bryce Gibbs, started off with me almost... Um, breaking the studio which has been absolutely brilliant but it's uh, good to be spending the next couple of weeks with you don't forget Mark Bickley joining SENSA from Feb and you can always get involved on the text 0427154166 our talkback line is 1300 736 736 our caller of the day or our best text uh, will win a Signet Boost power bank valued at 59.95 a Signet Boost power bank will keep your phone tablet and earbuds powered 24/7 good for me today cuz I'm straight to the tour down under after this and my phone will just run out of battery really quickly so yep. I might call in and win that. They uh they're very very handy the mm. Signet Boost power banks and we've got uh, another one of our favorites on the line Ange for, uh he wants to talk about Nick Curios. Yeah, do you love him or do you hate him Ange? Good morning boys, happy new year and welcome to the show Jared. Thank you Ange. Um yeah, I love absolutely love him. Absolutely love him. I'm actually devastated that he's not playing. Um, before I found out about the injury, I was sort of tipping him to win the tournament. Um, but I just hope that they can help him out, fix him up, get the knee back to, together again, and um, hopefully he wins Wimbledon. What do you like? Um, what do you like? He's the reason why. Sorry, oh, Ange. Sorry, Ange. He's the reason why. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, he's the reason why I love tennis. Um, uh, well, he's the reason why I watch tennis, to the truth, because I struggle a little bit with tennis. Um, but I just love about the way he goes about it. Um, you know, he's got that little bit of flair. And, and I don't think people in Australia are really used to sportsmen like that. Like, you know, Jared, you mentioned about the, the uh, basketballers. Mm. You know, it's so true. He's very much like that. And I think Aussie supporters are a little bit cringeworthy when they see people acting with a bit of flair like that because they're not used to it. And um, I think there's a lot of other other sportsmen a bit like him too. I think Chad Wingard's another one. He'd be He's probably, you know, an AFL player that absolutely loves basketball, you know. So, um yeah, no, I love Curiosity. I'm devastated he's not playing. So um, yeah, I wish him all the best. I think a lot of people feel the same. And there's a lot of uh, casual tennis fans that will switch in just to watch uh, Nick play because of the interest, because you're going to see him win or blow up. It's it's one or the other. So it's always something that, that happens out of this. We uh, had a text in from Brett who asked if we've seen the uh, the McEnroe um, documentary. It was a, a brilliant, what a story is, what a career his um, life has been. And he's always got those comparisons, Nick Kyrgios, to John McEnroe, mainly for the outburst, but also 
John McEnroe's done so much for tennis. And I think now, because there's so much choice for sport, Bryce, it's um it's creating awareness of the sport. And no matter what draws people in to watch it, I think that can only mean good things. Yeah, certainly. And obviously everyone's personality is different. And his, at times, is a little bit more out there. And yeah, either it draws you towards someone like that or it turns you off them pretty quick. But, uh, you know, we certainly want characters uh, in our in our sporting codes and he's uh, he's certainly one of those. Can you please read out the text that we got um, that is directed at me? I think it's really important that we read out all text 0427154166. Yeah, Daniel's had a bit of a drive-by at you early here. He's looking forward to listening to you on the radio this year, Jared. Thank uh, you. Especially when ports start with a 5-0 and loss again. Yeah. Start of the year. Yeah, well, what you will hear, Daniel, and thank you for interacting with the show. Any interactions, good interaction. Um, uh, if that happens, uh, you will hear a steady decline in my voice and energy every morning. So it's going to start really uh, positive and happy. But if it gets to round five and we're zero and five, there will be a, a real lull in the, the energy. But my commitment to you is I'll try my best. But... Um, that's um, that's only going to take us too far. Well, we are about to get into our footy shorts, Walshy. Uh, and just off the top of that, just early expectations. You are a big power. Can I call you Nuffy? You're, you're power Well, nuffy? you just did, and I won't take offence to that. Um, I spoke to Bix about this when we re- recorded a little podcast uh, last week. Um, I, I really feel it's, it's now or never when it comes to premiership window with the, the recruits that Port Adelaide – uh, has made with um, obviously your bestie, Jason Horn Francis, that you've been saying we'll get on the show for ages, but you haven't uh, delivered anything with that yet. So we'll we'll try to do that at some stage. But um, getting, you know, um, the, these new players coming in with a fully fit Scott Lysette, I think can be good. Um, but as Bick said, there's every other club gets better around us. Um, so I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I was confident at the start of last season as well. Um, I feel that the supporters have been really patient. Um, and for Ken, he knows the pressure's on. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think they've still got the quality uh, and the youth that uh, are going to be better again for another preseason. They've got the list to, to bounce really quickly. I mean, it's we, we just spoke about the 0-5 the start and uh, not too many teams have come back from, from a start like that. And they nearly did. They, they only yeah. missed out by a game or two when it was all said and done. So... Um, oh, there's certainly going to be some some pressure. Uh, there was there's been pressure on say Ken Hinckley and the team the last couple of years when he come out and said you know it's going to be a grand final or bust and and then they they don't make the finals the following year. So they they're going to be they're going to be watched closely and and scrutinised closely. But I think they've got the list to get back to the finals. There's no doubt about that. So they've uh, they've they've traded for the now. They're all in. Um, and it's going to be an intriguing, especially start to the year, because they, they'd want to get off to a good start and, and resurrect uh, what they, they dished up at the start of last year. As we are talking footy, um, some pretty sad news for um, a premiership player at Woodville West Torrens, um, a state captain as well in Jack Hayes. Talk us through what's going on there. Yeah, not ideal for Jack, who, who's just coming off a, a knee reconstruction. Uh, he's set to miss the start of the season after suffering a foot injury uh, at training on Monday morning. Uh, he's, as I just said, he's just finally recovered from, from that knee Rico and, uh, he's got a little crack in his foot. So he's set to miss up to about 10 weeks with that. So, uh, the poor luck, unfortunately continues for Jack Hayes and 
with with Max King going down as well in the preseason, they're they're certainly short on a couple of their big men up forward. And uh, when when you're a team like St Kilda, new coach, um, who are looking to to bounce back as well, to having a, a couple of your key pillars up forward uh, going down and going to miss the start of the season. Uh, it's obviously not ideal. Just quickly before we head to the news, uh, for you Crows fans, you're invited to watch the Crows players train at an open training session at Richmond Oval on Wednesday morning and Port Adelaide are hosting the second of its three open training sessions on Friday at Alberton. If you are in the city at the moment walking past, you can wave through the window. Uh, we are currently at SEN Studios uh, at Lumo SA, so powered by Lumo Energy SA, energy from an Australian-owned company that's Lumo SA. After the break, we'll be catching up with Craig Goodwin from Adelaide United. Also get an update on the Santos Tour Down Under. It's our first morning together having a great time here on SENSA Breakfast. Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs, good morning. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning to you. A pleasure to be here at SENSA. Bryce Gibbs, happy Tuesday morning going for 38 degrees today, which is, I'll be honest with you, mate, I was i was someone that grew up in Tasmania, so the, I'm a cold weather guy, and um, when I hear 38 degrees, this is not something that excites me. What are, what are your thoughts? Oh, no, nah, I, oh, no, nah, depends. I don't mind rugging up. Obviously, spending 11 years in Melbourne, it's yes. a little bit more colder than it is here, but uh, I am enjoying the sun. I am enjoying getting down to the beach a bit more often this summer uh, with the kids. So, um, no, 38 is a little bit too hot. Give me 26 to 30. We'll call it even. Uh, this is our first day together, my very first day working at SENSA and um I'm pumped to be here. We were just talking before during the news that the, to have the opportunity to talk sport every day with people that you, you genuinely get along with is um, a really good thing. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. Mark Bickley, obviously joining us in the next couple of weeks too, but um, to do that is, is awesome. I obviously, um, uh, for those of you who are listening to SENSA for the very first time, welcome. You can always send us a text, 0427154166. We want to take as many calls as possible to 1300-736-736. And there's plenty of ways to listen. You can do it, obviously, um, on 1629, but also on the app, which has everything that you need. You can have a listen to every SEN show um, and online. There's a lot of sport going on in Adelaide, and, and our prerogative is to make sure that we cover all sports and not just footy, because there's heaps to talk about. There, there certainly is, and it's a credit to um, our man Peter Malinaskis, our yeah. premier. He, hasn't he done a fantastic job in in getting some of these big sporting events to Adelaide? He's not just doing that; he's also managed to um, get Sam Smith here, which all the the A listers went to. Did you go and see Sam Smith down at Darrenburg? I didn't get an invite down to uh, Darrenburg, unfortunately, but I'm sure it was a great night for the people <laughs> that went. <laughs> No, it looks really good. If you follow anyone on social media, it looks like they all had a great time. <laughs> uh, we do have a, a big show coming up. Um, Craig Goodwin from Adelaide United. And it's very special for me. Bryce, I don't want to sound like I'm um, big noting, but yes, I, I did speak to you and Miles actually when I was over in Doha at the FIFA World Cup. And um, I've known Craig Goodwin since uh, he was a, a young guy that came over to South Australia. He's a South Australian boy. But this kid, and I sound old saying it, right? But um, this kid was playing at Melbourne Heart before they turned into Melbourne City. He was living with a Greek family. 
and had to go and work at a, a fast food restaurant to um, to try and make cash while he was playing in an A-League club. He spent some time at the Newcastle Jets. Now he's um, the captain of Adelaide United. He's scored goals for the Socceroos. Um, he's got a beautiful young family. And to see everything that Craig's doing, I feel like, like I'm a father, I've got two young daughters, so I'm, I feel like you're probably the same. Like You feel quite paternal to see what he has managed to do with with all of the, I guess, the roadblocks that he's had in his career to see what he's doing right now. And we are lucky, not just in Australia, but in South Australia, to have one of the best footballers in the country choosing to play for Adelaide United. It's pretty special. Yeah, you're spot on. And he has had a couple of stints overseas, uh, as you just mentioned. And the fact that he keeps coming back because he loves Adelaide United, he, he loves the city, and and uh, this is where he wants to be. And I'm, there's no, I'm, I have no doubt there was a few people worried after his World Cup performances that a couple of these overseas clubs were going to come knocking and yeah. the potential we, we could lose him again abroad. But uh, he didn't choose to go down that path. He's come back and, and playing some some great footy still uh, for United. Scores again on the weekend and certainly looking forward to catching up with him uh, in about half an hour's time and, and finding out what the Reds need to do to continue winning and continue to stay in that uh, that finals race. Yeah, Cooper Stadium looking a treat as well. If you haven't been there, um, the the revamped stadium, it, it's a proper football venue now. And you were there on the weekend. It just it just feels different, even like with the, the stand upgrade, the, the PA system you can hear me now, which is sometimes a good or a bad <laughs> thing, but it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. The, the atmosphere, although... Uh, albeit the disappointing result that the fans were still getting right into it. And yeah, it, it feels complete now with that, with that new stand going up. Okay. Let's talk footy because what we wanted to do was get straight into the Tuesday agenda um, and talk some serious stuff. I, I heard you speak about this um, and also had a look um, on the um, SEN website. It was a, a brilliant insight into the mentality of uh, young former Adelaide Crow. Now it sounds strange saying former Adelaide Crow and uh, Fisher Mackesy walking away from the AFL. Um, with a, in a mutual decision, a 21-year-old footballer saying this is um, not the thing for me right now. Obviously, he spent some time in November um, being granted personal leave by the Crows. But um, this is something which is happening a lot more frequently now in the AFL where where people and, and players and young men are deciding that this career that they've been focusing on since a young age isn't for them. Yeah, you're spot on, Jared. And it's a space, you know, when we talk about mental health, it's it's, it's a space we're continuing to learn and um, understand more about as, as people share their stories and, and experiences, and um, which is fantastic because cause you're spot on. Uh, these these young kids that, that come into these elite environments, um, as a kid, they can be very talented and, and have dreams to, to make it at the highest level. But until you're, you're actually in that environment and, and rubbing shoulders with, with everyone and, and trying to, to make, I suppose, a career out of it and, and, and get the best out of yourself. Sometimes uh, not only players in the AFL, but other codes as well. It's uh, sometimes it just, it's not for them and, and it doesn't work out. At this point now, um, we, we had a, a Zoom call yesterday afternoon and uh, uh Jason, who is uh, is basically the first voice that you'll speak to when you give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. He was talking us through everything what we're going to do on the show. Basically, don't break the studio, which I did to start off with already, which is brilliant. Um, you were in your South Adelaide Panthers gear, getting ready to go out for preseason. I was getting ready to 
go for a run. What's the mentality of a footballer right now when we're mid-gen and you need to start doing these 2K time trials and you need to start thinking about the really challenging thing that's going to set you up for the season? Because uh, obviously these are some of the things that were going through Fisher's mind, thinking about do I have what it takes physically and mentally to put myself through another preseason if I'm not 100% committed? And and that's that's probably the first thing I want to say. To, to do this day in, day out, week in, week out, for, for pretty much the whole year, you need to be all in because it certainly is very demanding, not only physically with all the training that, that you have to do, but, but also mentally. It can be very draining and exhausting and uh, it's a bit like the roller coaster. Sometimes you can you have a couple of really good weeks, but then with, with injuries and form and uh, a lot of other things, it, it can, be, can pr- be pretty tough at times. And um, for someone like like Fisher, who who was a, an early pick, uh, pick six, uh, came into to the AFL world in in a COVID impacted um, time where where things were pretty isolated. Actually, I, when we were, were speaking about that, we were, we were going to talk about this situation. I sort of reflected back on those COVID times, and and it was because we were training in small groups. I wouldn't see some people my teammates some staff members uh, have interactions with with these guys for for weeks and and that's just obviously unheard of it was a, a, an interesting time of our lives and uh, when you're when you're young you, you have to relocate from interstate uh, obviously really close to his family um, and being so isolated as we were maybe those those threw up more challenges than than he might have thought um, obviously, don't want to speculate too much on on the ins and outs because that's all I'm doing, mm. speculating. But, but in terms of what you mentioned about the pressures and um, you know training, it, this time of year can be very competitive. Uh, obviously, everyone's fighting for a round one spot, uh, and things this time of year start heating up. Time trials, um, a lot of match sims going on. You're you're, you're playing against your, some of your best mates. You want to play well against them, but you don't want to hurt them and, and injure them at the same time. And um, especially someone like a Fisher who was an early pick, sometimes they're expected to come in and just have an immediate impact straight away. And sometimes that's not always the case. And we know some of these these bigger guys, they take a little bit longer to develop and um, and that sort of thing. And, and we haven't quite seen that in Fisher's development up until this point. Uh, You'd expect by this stage he'd be dominating the sandful if he was playing in the reserves. He, he sort of wasn't doing that. Uh, they swung him from defence into attack to try and change things up a bit. That didn't really work either. And, uh, yeah, when he when he took some leave of, of absence, I think it was uh, in November, you could start to see some of the, the red flags there and, and sort of understand that there wasn't something quite right. And, uh, yeah, the news come out uh, not that long ago that uh, he wanted to step away and focus on himself and... He didn't have the passion and, and drive to, to be an elite athlete at, at this moment in time. In your experience, do you find that some people um, have, I guess, the resilience and emotional intelligence to live out of home? I'm, I'm saying that because I'm not someone that would be able to do that. Um, I, Whenever I hear uh, feedback about uh, professional athletes that want to move back home and they get negative criticism because of that, I really empathize with their decision because for me, I want to be close to my family um, and being happy outside of work and happy outside of my professional life allows me to be happier in inside my professional life. And sometimes the, 
the feedback is, well, you get paid well, you get taken care of, but but ultimately I don't think that matters. Do you think sometimes that plays a role in professional athletes where, say, Fisher, for example, he moves back to Melbourne, he might spend this year to focus on himself, get himself right, he's 21. When it gets to the end of the year, he might go, actually, I'm in a really good place and I want to get drafted again. And we might see someone like him um, play out of his skin. You look at Paddy McCartan, who's a different story, but obviously his turnaround and what he's been able to do with that second opportunity because he managed to get every part of his life outside of football right. Mate, and there's no, absolutely no doubt in my mind, and you you would back me up here, if you're happy within yourself, everything just becomes easier. Yeah. A lot more enjoyable. And I have no doubt if, if Fisher, as you said, goes back home, takes as long as he needs to to, to get himself in a, in a headspace that he might want to have another crack at, at AFL. Um, I have no doubt that he could come back and do that if he wanted to. He's got time on his side. He's still – you don't lose that talent overnight that, that got him drafted at pick six. So there's certainly opportunity for him to do that. But in terms of the, the relocation stuff, I mean, everyone's different, right? Um, a, lot of, a lot of kids have different experiences growing up. You see a lot of the country kids – have been living out of home potentially for years, going to boarding school and, and find the transition to to move in um, interstate by themselves a lot easier than some. Some guys um, need to move in with families to have that structure for the first two years. I lived with a host family for two years mm. when I went to Melbourne. Um, it all depends on the dynamics around the team. I, I was lucky enough personally to to walk straight into a round one side and, and didn't miss a game for the first two years of my career. So I was... I had opportunity. I felt a part of the team straight away. And other guys get drafted, get relocated, and might not get an opportunity for the first three or four years at that club. So that's that needs resilience and and uh, and and time as well. So I mean, everyone's case is different. Everyone handles it differently. Um, but when it comes down to it, if if you're happy within yourself, everything seems to be a lot more easier. Love to know your thoughts on this as well. You can always give us a call, one 736 736 or send it to text 0427-154-166. thanks to Tire Power. Selected Kumo tyres at 25% off. Craig Goodwin, not too far away. And we'll take your calls and read some of your texts straight after the break. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 21 minutes past seven on this Tuesday morning. Currently 29 degrees in Adelaide. Bryce Gibbs, it's stinking hot. The air conditioner in the uh, Lumo Energy Studio is brilliant, though. This is uh, one of my favourite things about SEN already because the... I used to work in another place where the air conditioner never worked. So um, there's an insight into uh, my life. But it, you, if it gets that cold, you might have to put a, a jumper on. So I love that. Just pack one in your bag just in case. I love that. I'm a winter guy, so I'm looking forward to the cool change that's coming in a little bit later on this afternoon for you Santos 2 and our under fans. There's, uh, there's a lot happening today as well. And the final stage of the women's tour it actually begins right next to Adelaide Oval. So we're going to have a chat to Dave McKenzie about that really soon. He's the voice of the tour um, live on site and a, a brilliant day yesterday, but there's um, there's two races happening here today. So um, make sure you get around that because it's another thing that showcases the brilliance and the beauty of South Australia. Yesterday, I started off in Birdwood and ended up in Uradler. And what I'm doing is a bakery tour of South Australia and there are a lot of good baked goods. So you you could put you're a chance to put on three to five kilos in this week, absolutely going through these 
lovely, pretty towns, hitting up all the bakeries. Yeah, but this is the thing. Because um, I'm follically challenged, uh, my mentality is to stay fit. So I'm 38, turning 39. Um, I'll give out the the address to the, the studio to send birthday presents where my birthday is. And um, I can't look like a thumb. So I can't, like, I don't have a choice on what happens with my hair. But what I mean, I don't laugh, Jason, all right? We can hear Jason laugh. But I, I need to make sure that I can control one of those things. So you would have seen yesterday when we were on our, our little Zoom call, I was, uh, did you see me getting changed while we were talking? I wasn't going to say it, but. Oh, good. You saw it? Were you nude? Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I thought we're family and I just wanted to go for a, a quick run and I managed to do that. And I thought the the sooner we get to know one another, the better. That Now, that's not an expectation we all have to do that, but that's just me I'm giving away too much information on my first so show. That, that's not uncomfortable uh, Comfortable being uncomfortable. That's comfortable being comfortable in your eyes. Yeah, I just think. Just straight into it. I'm just. I'm just living my best life in 2023. That's my mantra. Can you please read out some of the texts on 0427154166? got a couple of good <laughs> ones coming through to uh, start the morning, which is fantastic. So from Brett, don't worry, Jared, you'll get used to the unhappy Cami Dodo supporters. This thing is talking about the crows. Backing up uh, one of your port supporters there. Is it just me or do you enjoy perfect pair more than two people actually playing it. Now, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so I don't at, understand um, that. At, first of all, I don't hate the Adelaide Crows, by the way. I've got a lot of, like, good friends that play there, which is – I love the rivalry here in South Australia, but I think two competitive teams make um, a lot of banter in the, the city really good. Um, so I'm not going to – I'm not going to crows bash on this show. That can that can be up to the Port supporters, which I'm one of, but I won't be doing that. You guys can do that. Um, so at Port Adelaide, a couple of years ago, when shows like uh, Married at First Sight start uh, started on television, one of the, the geniuses at the club, Rosie Long, she said, we've got this idea. It's called The Perfect Pair. Uh, so what we do pre-match is we will pair up two singles that have never met before, and we will send them on a blind date. So they have never met, they've gone online and then we will send them to a private viewing area like in a corporate suite and they have to watch the match for the first three quarters together. Now at three quarter time, I will go up to them and give them a card. One of them says yes, the other one says no. If both of them hold up the yes card, they will then go on a date to a hospitality venue around South Australia. If one of them says no, the date ends there and they are off. They leave. The fans love it. And you can tell people are watching because you can hear all of the the cheers in the background. So I love it because I I have trust from the the Port Adelaide Football Club to make it awkward. So I don't do any preparation, kind of like how it sounded this morning. Um, I will just ask questions, make them feel uncomfortable, get permission to do that, and then have some fun doing. And it just, I think, I think Port Adelaide has the best match day in the AFL by far. I know I'm biased saying that, but it's little things like that that make a huge difference because people walk away and go, yes, if we lost by 10 goals, we still had a good time at three-quarter time watching someone get rejected in front of 40,000 people. That. Love that. Maybe that we can get a, uh, a date in here, maybe, live on live on air. We can get uh, start our own perfect pairs. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's. <laughs> who wants to go on a date at quarter past six in the morning? <laughs> Uh, I got one from Simon here. Morning, lads. Quick question. Why no bucket hat at the Adelaide United game last weekend? Uh, I had to make a quick dash from the Strikers to Adelaide United and I left my bucket hat at home. I'm, I'm enjoying bucket hats at the moment. There's a great tour down under bucket hat I'm trying to grab today. The merchandise for all of the sports team in South Australia has gone next level this year, so thank you for that. 
Uh, and from Daniel, Jared, you said that Nick acts like an American sports star. All the talk from North is that Jason Horn Francis is very similar. Jason Horn Francis is going to be the next Kyrgios of the AFL. Let's quickly play Nick talking about his withdrawal from the Australian Open. And then, Bryce, you can actually answer that because you know Jason more than anyone. Here's Nick yesterday. It always goes back to the last Grand Slam I played was the US Open and obviously extremely hard. I was extremely hard on myself after um, that loss in the quarterfinals, obviously thinking that I could win it from there on and, and obviously just had Oz Open was on the back of my mind from that day forth as soon as I got off the court against Kachanov and I, I always wanted to just do everything right and, and, and train right, tick every box and just be ready for the Oz Open and obviously this coming around is just bad timing um but that's life you know injuries are part of the sport um i guess i can draw some inspiration from someone like Thanasi who's had a bunch of injuries and and has bounced back so look i'm i'm, I'm not doubting that i'll be back to my full strength and playing the tennis i was playing um prior to this event so yeah it's i'm devastated obviously it's like it's my home tournament um i've had some great memories here obviously last year winning the title in doubles and playing the best tennis of my life probably and and going into one of going to into this event as one of the favourites. It's brutal. Nick's interesting. He's a, a fascinating character. Um, and the question from Daniel was asked on the text line there, Gibbsy, whether Jason Horn francis has a bit of Nick Kyrgios about him. What are your thoughts? Uh, off the field, absolutely not. Uh, Jason's a bit more of a reserved character, keeps to himself a bit more uh, and very, very respectful. But uh, he's got that white line fever. So... Mm. That, uh, that bit of mongrel that he shows on the field, um, that, that's the, the competitor coming out in him. But uh, away from the field, uh, he's, he'd more stay away from the limelight. All right, we've got to head to a break. Very soon, Craig Goodwin from Adelaide United. We are here, thanks to Morn Team NG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. You can always give us a buzz. one 736 Good morning, it's SENSA. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Sun is shining across Adelaide on this Tuesday morning at 27 minutes to 8 SENSA Studio Lumo SA at 1 King William Street. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. Adelaide United is powered by their skipper, Craig Goodwin. And straight after the news, we are going to be chatting everything in the original rivalry leading up to a big match at Cooper Stadium this weekend at MacArthur. Good morning, Adelaide. Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 23 minutes to 8. Good morning, Adelaide. Tuesday, the 17th of January. Bryce Gibbs, sun is shining, 38 degrees today. We're having a look outside at King William and there's a lot of people... Having a look in here at, at us, and um, I feel like we're going okay at the moment. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. How yeah. are you feeling first day on the job here at SEN? It doesn't feel like a job. We're just talking sport, which is brilliant. Um, a bit of radio lingo for you. This is what's called a horizontal tease. So it means that we're saying what's happening this time tomorrow, okay? So I'm just, I'm helping educate. We're all learning together. That's what it's all um, about. Horizontal tease. This time tomorrow, we are going to be speaking to the captain of the Adelaide Strikers in Travis Head, which is amazing. And speaking of captains, what about this guy? Halloran. Ghosting into the box, still going, Van Halloran, and tees up Craig Goodwin, needed a second touch, fires it into the roof.
into the net. Brilliant stuff by the Reds. Look, it was amazing, but it wasn't enough for three points at Cooper Stadium on Saturday night. The original rivalry, your Adelaide United, won all against victory. The man who just continues to score for fun, our captain, our socceroo, and it's sentimental because I'm stoked that this is the first guy that we get to speak to on um, SENSA Breakfast for our pairing. Bryce, Craig Goodwin, captain, good morning. Thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Hey, we are very, very good. Um, what are you doing at the moment, please? Set us through uh, the scene. Have you, you woken up? Has Ezra, your young son, woken you up or what's happening? He absolutely has woken uh, us up at six o'clock this morning and just been feeding him. And he's a very slow eater, so it's taken him an hour to get through his toast and, um, and a little bit of yogurt. So, yeah, <laughs> just finishing that and then I'll be off to training. That's right. Jared just finished his yogurt too, uh, too goody. So uh, we're in the same boat over here. So obviously uh, a bit of a disappointing result on the weekend. We would have loved to come away with the three points. Uh, what was the wash up? Uh, what was all said and done after the game? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we were disappointed that we weren't able to get um, all three points. Um, obviously uh, against victory, it's, it's always one that we want to win. Um, but especially being at home and, then, of course, the last, I guess, since the, the World Cup uh, restart, um, our results haven't gone exactly the way we've wanted to. We've only got the one win and, and a couple draws and a couple losses. So um, we are disappointed from that. But the performance um, was much better than it had, it had been the previous week or, or in a couple of the other games as well. So we, were, we will take the positives out of it. But this is something that we can build on. You spoke at the end of the game, Goody, about the uh, the energy of the team, which was pleasing because um, the match against the Mariners the week before, it probably lacked that. Um, it also shows the depth of the competition that Victory have been at the bottom of the ladder for a while, but they certainly have the calibre to mix it with the best. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, if you look at last season, Victory were one of the strongest teams. Um, and, you know, they, they won... Um, obviously the the cup um, and they were made made it to the same stage as us at the semi-final and I feel like the players that they have doesn't really reflect the position that they're sitting in but you know when I spoke about the the effort at the end of the game you know it's that's not necessarily something that we want to talk about either because the effort and the attitude should always be there and it should always be that we're talking about the way that we're playing our football and and our tactics, and is that good enough? Because that effort that we showed um, the other night against victory is the standard that we have to set um, every single week. Uh, so tell us about uh, one of our favourites here at SEN in uh, Mark Milligan stepped in for, for Carl Viet, who was, who was crook. Um, firstly, how did he go? I think it was his first time uh, in, the, in the hot seat. Uh, can you give us a rating out of 10 on his performance? Yeah, I thought he was really, really good. You know, I think, you know, since Mark has, has come into the club, I think he's been a 10 out of 10. He's um, been able to, you know, give his knowledge um, and the vast experience he's had of, you know, being at, you know, four different World Cups and, and doing some amazing things in his career. And, you know, he's been able to, I guess, um, turn that into coaching and been able to help out a lot of the young players that we have and, and even us uh, older ones as well. So to have someone like him at the club with the experience that he has is fantastic. Um, I thought on, on game day he was um, really good. Um, 
and just in training you can see as well you know he he takes a lot of um a lot of the smaller coaching things and the the tactics and passing drills and stuff so he does get a lot of responsibility within um within um obviously the coaching role that he has and and it just shows, I guess, the trust that Carl has in him as well. Goody, really important game taking on MacArthur. Three points will get us to 19, which uh, results going our way. We could be third. But obviously, if it doesn't go the way of the side, um, we're, we're back in, I guess, back in the mix with everybody else. Um, it also makes it more challenging that Isaias is serving a suspension from a red card and then Juan Day and I think... Um, Alex Popovich might have to sit on the sidelines as well for an, an accumulation of, of yellows. Does it give you more confidence seeing that we have um, depth in the bench and young players, using the example of Panash Madana coming to, I guess, making an impact when it's their time, no matter who or isn't featuring in the starting 11? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but of course, it's not a necessarily a situation that you want to be in having those suspensions and then on top of that having... Um, quite a few injuries as well, in, and especially in, I guess, in that centre back role. You know, the other night we played with Harvey in the centre back role, and he did really well. But that's that's not our uh, obviously his strongest position and and our strongest squad. Um, so it is disappointing w- with those things. But you're right. The positive is that we have these young players, and it's not been just this season. It's it's con- been consistently over the last few years that you know when we've had these injury problems. Um, you know, like we did last year, that we've had young players been able to come in and been able to step up and not just fill the role, but actually have, you know, really good games as well and, and be standouts. So, you know, that's something that we I think the club takes a lot of pride in, in, in producing those youngsters. Um, and like I said, not just ones that come in and, and do their part, but actually, you know, stand out. Uh, Goody, I want you to tell us about the crowd and, and the and the crew that have been turning up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've done a fantastic job with the, the new um, stand uh, and I was there on the weekend and although the, the results wasn't going our way, the, the fans were going nuts. I think there was about ten or 11,000 people there uh, during that game. Um, it feels a bit more complete now. You certainly, you're feeling that uh, as a player when you're running around out there? Absolutely. Um, and compared to last year, obviously they were doing all the construction on the, the eastern side, so we didn't um, or weren't able to obviously feel that stand. But you know the crowds that we have been getting, I think um, all season have been fantastic in in the voice and noise that they've brought. Um, and it really is, you know, like it's, it's cliche, but it is a twelfth man. You know, when you have that crowd spurring you on, um, it gives you that extra burst of energy. It gives you that you know, that sense of urgency and that motivation to, to do more within the game. And, you know, they put on a, a fantastic atmosphere as the Reds fans generally do, but definitely in, in the last, I think, this season, to be honest, is, is really stepped up. Now, just finally, before we let you go, you score at the southern end of Cooper Stadium. Now, traditionally in an Adelaide United victory match, there would have been victory supporters sitting at the southeast corner. Uh, <clears throat> would you have gone over and celebrated in front of them if they were there? I can 100% assure you I probably would have run straight past <laughs> holding the badge, as I've done before. So, you know, I think um, I have uh, a lot of respect for the, the victory fans and the travelling fans that come because they always put on a, a great atmosphere. Um, and, you know, I get a lot of stick from them, whether I'm, we're playing at home or whether we play them away. 
So I love having that, you know, that rivalry um, with them. And it, it would have been a nice, um, a nice moment to, to create another, I guess, little piece of, of history in a Melbourne, in a Melbourne uh, original rivalry match. We love that, Goody. Uh, appreciate your time. We will see you on Friday night against MacArthur. Really important match. Can you also thank Ezra for being present in most of this interview as well, making noise in the background? And we love that because this is the reality of not just being a professional athlete, but being a professional father as well. And you and you and Caitlin do an incredible job, mate. So thanks for being our first guest. And um, can you just tell Ezra to quiet down next time? <laughs> Thanks very much. I think since he heard you say his name, he's made even more noise. No, we'll get <laughs> him into the studio his, one time this season. Of fame. <laughs> Thanks, Goody. Hard, perfect. Thanks, guys. See you later. Uh, he's really good. He's a really good leader as well, and um, he's a really good ambassador for the sport. Like a uh, Bryce, I think um, uh, world football, and you, you've been following football for as long as I can remember as well. But this is something that we need to continually grow off the back of. A FIFA World Cup in Qatar, and then there's a World Cup here in Australia and in Adelaide this year as well. And Craig's a brilliant ambassador for the sport. Yeah, he certainly is. Not only for for our Reds and and football here in in South Australia, but uh, you know across the country as well. So um, you know we, we appreciate every time. He gives, uh, he gives his time to talk to us, and uh, we're very lucky to be able to have him on. We will take a break. We are here thanks to Mourn Team MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. You can send us a text 0427 154 166 and the talkback line 1300 736 736. We are going to turn our attention to cricket very soon and have a chat to Emma Dubrow from the SA Scorpions. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Adelaide. It is seven minutes to eight on this Tuesday morning. Uh, currently 30 degrees in the city. We, we forgot that there's cameras in the studio here. Um, and if you were watching, uh, you probably would have seen Bryce Gibbs do the biggest sneeze that I've ever seen ever. You've so. just gone mics on and I've gone, oh, no, it's, here it comes. Yeah, well, we're going to have to re-sanitise the studio here. <laughs> under the table. Um, after eight o'clock, we're going to be talking everything Adelaide 36ers with the reigning defensive player of the year in the NBL. And Tony is Cleveland and he's kept our season alive at the moment with some of his uh, last quarter actions. But let's uh, turn our attention to cricket because it's been a sensational season for our SA Scorpions undefeated in six matches so far this season. And I want to make amends for what happened in the WNCL final last year against Tasmania. We are speaking to one of the stars who um, we will talk you through this, Gibbsy. Not only is Emma incredible at cricket, but a gun hockey player as well with the Seacliff Hockey Club. Emma Debro, good morning. Hello. Good morning, Emma. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Emma, talk us through the season to start off with. Uh, we'll get to hockey very soon, but obviously um, the, the Scorpions are the reason why we're joining you. Um, it, it's been a, a dream start to the season, which I, I know that there's only one result you do want at the end of the season, but uh, it's been pretty good so far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it has been really good. We've actually had two draws, believe it or not. Um, so one of them uh, ended up being rained out in the end, so we just took the split the points there and then the other one we played in WA a couple of weeks ago and we uh, went with the super over and won that one so we just get all the points so yeah it's pretty good we're yeah going through undefeated at the moment which is cool. Certainly is a, a great start to this campaign Emma and uh, Jared mentioned that last year you guys lost in the final to, to Tasmania I think it was and 
How much extra motivation does that give you leading into this season uh, to go one better? Yeah, a fair bit, I think. Um, Tassie are obviously a really good side. We went and played them at their home ground, so they're, they're also going in undefeated again. So I think everyone's pretty pumped to just go one better again. So Love talking about the depth of the squad. Bridget Patterson has been outstanding, one of the, the senior players as well, and she's obviously still recovering from celebrations from the um, the Adelaide Strikers <laughs> winning the WBBL. But can you talk about the, the mix of the, uh, I guess, the age demographic where you have some really good experience but, but balanced with um, some really energetic younger players as well, which I'm, I'm sure is really good around the change rooms, but also when you had to head out into the middle? Yeah, I think it's a like really well-rounded squad at the moment. Um, obviously, I'm I'm out there opening with Bridge. Um, she's yeah, absolute level head out there, which is great. Um, yeah, then we've got like a couple of older players with Gemma Barsby and Sam Betts. I guess you'd call an older player in our squad. Um, so yeah, it's it got it's really like works really well in the middle. Um, all the younger players like bring a really good vibe, and then the the older ones kind of, yeah, keeping us level, which is good. So, Emma, tell us about your development this year. Uh, you're still young, still got plenty of improvement left in you. Um, you've scored uh, 277 runs this season, currently the, the leading run scorer for the Scorpions. Uh, what were you working on over the summer or over the pre-season and uh, how's that come out at, uh, in your performances in the, in the six games so far? Uh, yeah, I worked on my craft a lot to spin. Uh, I think my scoring shot percentage was down a bit to spin, so did a did a fair bit of work on that. And um, yeah, basically trying to up my power game a bit, just hitting the ball harder. Uh, I basically got another mini preseason while Big Bash was on, so I got to work on a lot of things during that period as well. But um, yeah, I think it's basically just upping my scoring rate a little bit, having more options. Um, I've brought in like a ramp that I'm pretty comfortable with against spin just to move fielders around and then using my feet going down the ground a little bit more. So, yeah, those are pretty much the couple of options I've brought in mostly. A couple of big matches coming up, New South Wales on Thursday and uh, Saturday, and it's going to be a good opportunity for another win. Before we let you go, uh, we need to talk about hockey because you had a an amazing experience towards the back end of 2022 where uh, your Seacliff Tigers had the opportunity to win the Premier League Grand Final against Port Adelaide, but somehow you didn't feature in the match. You featured in the celebrations afterwards. For the people that don't know what happened on that particular day, can you give us a little bit of insight, Emma? Uh, yeah, it was a lot of mixed emotions that day, obviously. We hadn't won one in a long, a long time, but... I was playing a practice match basically for cricket at the time. It was raining. I thought we were going to be off, but we managed to play out the game. And yeah, I missed the ended up missing the game pretty much the entire day. I was just waiting for it to pour down, but <laughs> it didn't. So, so for you then, uh, we always uh, feel that this practice match has uh, taken away your ability to get a premiership medal with Seacliff, or did you end up getting a token medal anyway? Uh, I got a token medal anyway. There were a few spares. I did play the entire season apart from that game, so it was 
yeah, it was a bit of a hard day for me. No, but we love it. And you're doing amazing things. You're one of those uh, athletes who's uh, lucky enough to be good at uh, more than one sport. So we appreciate your time on SENSA Breakfast. Good luck with the Scorpions. And uh, uh, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of insight as well, because the the growth of uh, women's cricket here in South Australia and the success of the Scorpions continuing to go, um, we highly recommend lots of South Australians get out to support the women as well. So thanks, Emma. Absolutely. No worries. Thank you. They're in really good form at the moment, Bryce. Um, They need to keep on winning, though, because as you said, you you get so far and you get to a grand final, there's only one thing that's going to make amends for it. Or she'll get shipped off and do another (laughs) sport and and miss miss another flag. But uh, no, they are going really well and... That's all you can do. Just keep winning. We are here thanks to Tire Power Selected Kumo Tires by three. Get one free. It has just hit eight o'clock across South Australia. We're chatting to Antonius Cleveland from the Adelaide 36ers next. Good morning. Is this entertaining? Tire Power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning to you. If this is your first time listening to SENSA, Jared Walsh, Bryce Gibbs here, Mark Bickley joining us in February as well. And Bryce, this is the this is the best radio studio that I've been in because we are right in the heart of the city here. SENSA Studio, Lumo SA, One King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA, energy from an Australian-owned company. It's Lumo SA. Um, it's very nice in here. It is very nice in here, isn't it? I'm just a little bit. Oh, the, I reckon the aircon's going off now, so it goes sweat box. Yeah, ice cold. Now back to a sweat box. I have noticed that. Um, 38 okay. degrees today with a, with a lot happening. We're going to give you an update on the Santos Tour down under uh, before 8:30 with Dave McKenzie, and uh, that is all thanks to Prepped, the athlete's choice of performance hydration drinks. It's a delicious fruit-based smoothie, clinically proven to boost hydration and reduce fatigue. We've got some in the studio. We we put the call out to um, the the team that works here at SEN and said, "How are we supposed to talk about this if we don't know what it looks like or it it feels like?" So, what flavour do you have at the moment in your hands? I've got a mango smoothie. Okay. That's and what I've got. The, I, I saw these yesterday. I was coming back from Uradler and uh, the the tour down under are all being um, hydrated by these things. So we're going we're gonna to try one of these. It's good for optimum gut health as well. So Dave McKenzie will talk us through that. We're trying to get on to Antonius Cleveland from the Adelaide 36s because... Well, we, we keep talking about season-defining matches. Thursday night against the Brisbane Bullets and then back here on Saturday against Melbourne United um, with five games left in the NBL season. Not only do they need to win if they want to make the play-in tournament, which is new in the NBL this year, where uh, two of the teams that haven't qualified have the opportunity to do that, it'd be a really disappointing way to um, end the season if we don't make playoffs. Uh, it certainly will. It's it's now or never for our 36ers, as you said. They uh, they need to win all three of them. Uh, after such promise at the start of the season, it just looked like it was all coming together nicely, wasn't it? Yeah, we ended up with um, a, a really good squad to start off with, obviously, with um, Robert Franks joining alongside Antonius Cleveland. One of the things that I loved about the 36ers was the, the depth of the bench. Um, to have a, a former captain in Sunday Detch come off the bench, um, Anthony Drimmick, where they've got so much firepower there. Even Daniel Johnson was coming off the bench when Kai Soto was starting. Um, it, it showed that we... We have the team to beat anybody on our day, but we did have a couple of matches, especially early in the season, losing the opening match to the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, who are a playoff caliber team. A couple at home to Perth when they were struggling. Um, these are the matches that we need to win if we want to be competitive. And it's as a supporter, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. 
and then knock off the Sydney Kings as well yeah. over, during the year who are, are sitting top at the moment. So certainly our best has been good enough at times. It just hasn't been there consistently for uh, for this campaign. Uh, let's quickly turn our attention while we're waiting for Antonius to the Australian Open once again. If you have just tuned in, whether it's on uh, 1629 on the app or um, online, uh, Nick Kyrgios yesterday, it was late afternoon, withdrawing from the Australian Open, which is uh, so disappointing for, I guess, tennis fans, for Nick, for Tanasi Kokonakis and for sport in general. Have a listen. Unfortunately, we have some bad news. Nick has to pull out of the Australian Open. Obviously, extremely disappointed. You know, I, I know you guys will all, all be wondering, you know, what's going on. So my physio, Will, here has been with me throughout my career and he's been monitoring me pretty closely the last week and he's going to give you more of the details on, on what's kind of going on. And obviously, I'm just exhausted from everything and, you know, obviously pretty brutal. Um, in one of the most important tournaments of my career. And so it hasn't been easy at all. Uh, during the last week or so, Nick's experienced some, some discomfort in his knee routine MRI just to make sure everything was okay. There's a, a parameniscal cyst growing in his lateral meniscus, which is a result of a small tear in his lateral meniscus. It's not a significant injury in the sense that it's going to be career-threatening or anything like that. It was Even at that stage, it was still worth persevering to see if we could do anything to get him back on court. And to Nick's credit, he did try everything to the point even last week he was having a, a procedure called a fenestration and drainage where they use a syringe to try and drain the, the cyst, which Nick has some pretty gruesome photos of. I'm sure he'll probably share them later. Are you someone, Bryce, that likes the, the gruesome photos of injuries and things like this? Because I think it, it takes a type of person that goes, can I please have a look at Nick Curios's injury? Uh, not specifically now. No, I'm happy to not look at those things. It's going to be tough for him because uh, obviously he pulled out of the, the match uh, here in Adelaide. There was uh, rumours about what was going on with Novak Djokovic's match and there's still rumours on, on the fitness and health of Novak Djokovic. So it's thrown the Australian Open um, into a little bit of disarray because everybody wants to watch these players and, and hear these players competing on this uh, international stage. Um, and a lot of people who would have purchased tickets will be wanting to see Nick. Well, yeah, you're, you're spot on. And especially in his his hometown Grand Slam or his home Grand Slam that uh, you want the Aussies playing and the Aussies playing well. And he's, uh, he's our, our best ranked Australian tennis player as it sits and, and you want him up and going because he certainly puts bums on seats, whether you like his carry-on on yeah. and off the field or not. So uh, it is certainly disappointing. Now, from here, I'm heading down to near Adelaide Oval today for the final stage of the Women's Tour Down Under and we are so grateful to be joined by the voice of the Tour Down Under live at every race start, race finish. is doing an incredible job, Dave McKenzie. Macca, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us on SENSA. A, a brilliant day of racing yesterday from Birdwood to Uradler. Yeah, g'day guys. Um, no, my pleasure. Um, yeah, look, it's been fantastic. It's firstly, can I say, it's so good to have the race back. Um, you know, of course, we had the festival of cycling for two editions during COVID, but just to have the Europeans out, the foreign riders and the bigger teams, it just, uh, we all missed it, you know, so it's been, it's been a really good, um, women's start to the world tour so far. And yesterday was, you know, fantastic in the last 30-odd kilometres, of course, Amanda Spratt, who's been a three-time winner here. She went on a late attack across the final climb of the day and she only got caught with 600 metres to go. And in the end, it was a former teammate of hers, 
another Australian, Alex Manley, who got the job done and pretty sort of understated rider, Alex Manley, but she can definitely win the bike race today in the overall. Uh, did Amanda gas out in the end? Have I got that right? Yeah, look, oh, well, she did, but yeah, I mean, it was a, that, that's the tactics of cycling, you know, Amanda's not a sprinter, so she knew she had to go on a, a longer attack. She did that. She was the strongest up the climb, but the gap just wasn't big enough. And once the once the other women regrouped across the top of the climb, I think it was FDJ, the team of uh, Grace Brown, they had numbers, uh, EF Education had numbers. So they were able to utilise and use up a few of their teammates, and they were the ones really who dragged uh, Spratty back in that last, you know, kilometre. Maka, great to watch yesterday at the uh, the start line in Birdwood because you were doing a stellar job on the microphone as always, and you like to call up the uh, the people that are wearing the jerseys to get to the front of the peloton. And there was only one of the cyclists that decided to because tactics wise, it seemed like the other ones were just sitting back in the shade to try and stay as cool as possible. So it's it's basically any advantage you can get over your opponent, you'll you'll make the most of. Oh yeah, it was it was hilarious. Well, it wasn't hilarious, but um, you know, we want to put them on show, and of course, you know, the sponsors that represent the jerseys, but the girls, you know, they're not stupid. It's like, you know, it was going to be, well, predicted 35 or something in the hills yesterday and not sure if it got that hot, but it was hot at the start. And uh, poor old Isabel Khan, she's a, she's just turned 18 and uh, she, she listened to me. She was the only one who listened to me <laughs> and sat on the front. So I said to her, she's in my good books. Uh, the rest of them aren't. But um, no, no, look, it's, they had the ice jackets on, I think you might have noticed, before the start. And, um, you know, just trying to keep themselves cool and keep that core temperature down because it really does play a factor. Um, you know, even though it was the shortest stage of the two and 90 kilometres for the women, 90 kilometres out in that heat, you can absolutely capitulate if you're not hydrated enough. So, Maka, uh, whether people are heading along to, to watch the race live or, or watching it on TV, uh, the final race today, what are the big ticket items that we need to be looking out for? Yeah, look, this is this is going to... It's actually a great day. It's going to be um, fantastic, uh, the girls' uh, race. You know, they finish up the... Cor- they go up the corkscrew and finish in Campbelltown. They start um, in Adelaide. I'm actually going to walk to the start this morning, which is a real treat. Um, so, but the, the real... The part of the women's course is the corkscrew, uh, that that final climb, and then you know the descent down into Campbelltown. I think it's just six kilometres to the finish. So that there, there will be attacks on that climb. So I think I'd be getting a vantage point up there if you can, or at the finish uh, in Campbelltown. That's always uh, there's always plenty going on there. And then with the men starting with a prologue, so the first time in the history of the to it out under, they start with a 5.5 kilometre prologue uh, on the Torrens footbridge and I think that then it finishes on the riverbank running or the, the cycle path there, so it's all pretty close. Um, it's, you know, if you've watched the Tour de France and you see when they start with a, an individual time trial, generally it is called a prologue because of the shorter distance. So this is something really special and this is this is the footprint already that we're seeing from Stuart O'Grady um, just making some changes and 
and implementing some some new aspects to the race. Well, Macca, stay hydrated. If you do walk down uh, King William Street, you can actually wave to us uh, in our uh, studio Lumo SA. So uh, we'll <laughs> wave back to you, but I'm um, looking forward to seeing you really soon, mate. And as we said, doing an outstanding job as always, the voice of the Tour Down Under, um, live uh, all around South Australia, joining us on... I saw you yesterday and you were, you were aggressively eating a pie because you hadn't eaten all day. What were your thoughts <laughs> on the pie from you, Raidler? Was that all right. Hey, hey, hey every, everybody knows country, you buy pies at country towns, they are the best. So uh, I wish I could plug the, the pie shop, but it was absolutely sensational. I think it lasted about, it had a lifespan of 10 seconds. You had a very good um, sauce to pie ratio as well. It seems like you really <laughs> enjoyed the tomato sauce element of it. Oh, gee, yeah, yeah. You got me there, Absolutely. <laughs> You're a legend, Macca. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Bryce. It's, it's amazing. Like, as, as we said, you get to have a look around um, all of these incredible parts of South Australia. But these athletes are, are next level as always. Um, Dave McKenzie for the Tour Down Under. Thank you very much to Prep Hydration as well. Prep the Athlete's Choice of Performance Hydration Drinks. Trying to get a hold of Antonius Cleveland from the Adelaide 36ers. So we'll do that and hopefully chat to him after the break. Always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. one 736 736 is the number for the talkback line. 0427-154-166. You can send us a text. We... We read them all out. We don't. We don't like get rid of any text. Send anything you like, and we will read them out. We've also got a, a dump button here, Bryce, which I haven't worked out how to use yet. But if if you say anything inappropriate, I'll press that dump button, and um, I'm in full control of that. All right. That's all right. We welcome feedback, all good <laughs> and bad. But uh, a couple of texts here. One from Callum. Uh, guys, my son and I love the Sixers. My son needed a new jersey to replace his old one. He spent his Christmas money on an Indigenous Guernsey. Uh, so that's a, a great looking piece too, that what yeah. they did with the Indigenous Guernseys this year. Merchandise looks really good this year for the 36ers. Um, so on the weekend against Melbourne United, they will be wearing the Heritage jersey, which is a throwback to the uh, 1998 championship because it's 25 years since that championship. And it looks amazing. The I grew up in Tasmania, and the the Tasmanian in me uh, loves the Tassie Jack Jumpers one too, because uh, that's a bit of a throwback. But I'm, I'll never say that I like the Jack Jumpers again. Okay, I'll hold you to that. Well, I can't. Well, I love the jersey, but I can never get it or wear it because I'm a 36ers you're, guy. You're well and truly entrenched. Absolutely, uh, mate. Yeah. Get stuffed jack jumpers, all right? Uh, one off the text again from Tim. Uh, morning, gents. Great to have you back on the airwaves where you belong. Walshy, love what you bring to the table, Gibbsy. Also, very kind of the station to give us a couple of weeks off to psych ourselves up for Mark Bickley's horrible dad joke. So is this a, a, a running gag, is it? Well, is that's he... the thing. I got to, I got to know Bix working, working at a, another radio station that I don't think they exist anymore. So um, basically, uh, Bix thinks he's hilarious and he tells dad jokes all the time. The thing that you will learn about Mark Bickley is that he has this whole aura about being a prim and proper premiership captain for the Adelaide Crows, but he has a wicked sense of humour, which is sometimes funny. He's sometimes inappropriate, and he has very strong opinions on things, which we are going to get out on SEN Breakfast. However, he's a tight ass, as in he does not like spending money, and his dad jokes are hideous. The other great thing is he's probably not listening, and he won't be able to call and abuse me for saying that. Perfect. Well, <laughs> Tim, uh, you actually win the Signet Power 
Bank, valued at $59.95. A Signet Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered for 24 7 hours a day uh, for giving us a heads up uh, and get ready for. Uh, Bix's horrible dad jokes. Thank you very much for that. You can always uh, follow us on social media at 1629SENSA. The other thing I wanted to say is um, this: the desk here that I'm working with, I can't control my microphone. It controls all of the microphones. So I've wanted to clear my throat for the past two and a half hours, but I can't because I'll turn your microphone off, um, Bryce. So apologies for my croaky voice. That's okay. You actually had a bit of a drive-by at Bix for, for his croaky voice and, and coughing uh, at <laughs> Will while he's on air. That's an off-air chat, right? And now you're, uh, you're doing the same thing, so uh, maybe a bit of karma there for you. Okay, thanks. Let's go to the break. We'll wrap up the show next. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Just said it there as well. Uh, Morn Team NG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. Gibbsy, we're almost at the end of the show. Big one tomorrow as well. Harry Schonberg from the Adelaide Crows joining us. The captain of the Strikers, Travis Head, who have a must-win game, and Eric Bolner from the Adelaide Giants. Um, can you go through a couple more texts before we wrap things up? We, we had one from Dave, and I think it's important we address what's going on with your on-air situation as well. Certainly. So uh, from Phil, enjoyable first show, boys. Good to hear you back on the radio. Walshy, uh, morning, lads. Dave from Campbelltown here. Welcome to Mornings, Jared. Looking forward to tuning in for a great laugh and conversation. Bryce, going to miss you. Will Saturdays in SA still be happening? Uh, Dave can confirm Saturdays will be happening. I'll be teaming up with uh, Tommy Lyon again. We'll be kicking off in the next couple of weeks. So uh, you've got me for another year on Saturdays in SA. Yeah, see, this is good because sometimes with a, a summer show, you're only you're only heard in December and January and, and then you're gone. Have you spoken to Tom about his name yet? Yes. That he got to choose his name? I did. That's incredible, isn't it? it certainly is. He's uh, he's a good man, Tommy Lyon. He's been a, a great addition to to the team, um, and you, you've had a bit to do with him as well. Yeah, very good man. Um, he's a very good singer, as is uh, his wife. So um, no, it's great to have everyone as part of the um, SENSA family. And as I said, this is bizarre that we're just wrapping up the show right now. Goes quick when you're having fun. Yeah. Uh, what do you think so far? No, first I'm, show uh, done. Happy? Well, we haven't got a call from the boss yet, so it could have been my first and last day. But you've Perfect. made it very easy, and thanks to everybody for getting involved on the calls, the text line, social media as well. We will be back tomorrow from 6 a.m. And don't forget, a huge show as well. So as we said at the start, if it's your first time listening to SENSA or you've been listening since we have launched, thank you very much for choosing to listen to us. It's going to be a massive year. Um, in five seconds, what are you doing for the rest of the day, Bryce? Nah, I'll head back out to uh, Panther Park and, uh, yeah, continue my day as normal. Enjoy. See you at the Santos Tour Down Under and we'll catch you tomorrow morning from 6.